Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans. I'm Brett Thomas, and welcome to The Scorecard, your fast, fun hit of sport for Friday, December 30. Today, tricky wicket, the SCG under fire ahead of the third test. What sort of reception will Novak Djokovic receive in Australia? And flashbacks to one of the ugliest nights in NBA history. But first... Smith in and Nangidi. And he's bowled in. He's knocked him over. Smith gets a wicket. The test match is done. The series is done. Australia have beaten South Africa 2-0. The West Indies were expected to be a warm-up for a blockbuster series against South Africa, the first time since the summer of 2016-17 they've toured Australia. Instead, South Africa turned out to be meek opposition. Victory in the Boxing Day test came by an innings and a whopping 182 runs with a full day to spare. Why do I even bother to show up? And while the focus leading into the series was on two world-class bowling attacks going head-to-head, South Africa's batting lineup is weak. Only two batters on this tour average over 30. Skipper Dean Elgar, the only one to boast more than one test century. Did they even read your resume? South Africa played like a team who would rather be at home with two horrible runouts on the final day. Former Test captain Mark Taylor says they should have put up a hell of a lot more of a fight. Oh, no doubt. Uh, different class of teams at the moment, which is a bit awkward to say, really, because yeah. they come into this series, we we really we were worried about South Africa's batting, no doubt about that, and, and that's proven to be correct. On the other side, South Africa's bowling, disappointing. Apart from Norkia and, and Janssen at times, their bowling has, has been nowhere near as good as Australia's, no, nowhere near as consistently. When you put those two together... You've got a, a huge disparity in the teams at the moment. We expected Australia to win this series, but not as easy as we have. And I, I don't really know what South Africa can, they can do before the January 4 at the SCG, but they've got to find some life in their team because at the moment they are a mile off the pace. Mitchell Stark can be forgiven for wanting to end the test as soon as possible. Nursing a damaged finger, the left arm quick continued bowling despite blood trickling down his whites but he opted not to take advantage of a brain fade from a South African batter. Look at that finger. Well, he'd hurt his fingers if he went for the man cat. It's a, it's a, it's a long drift, that. That's uh, a loss of concentration there from De Bruyne. In October, a change in rules deemed a man cad is no longer an unfair means of dismissal. Speak English. OK, so for the uninitiated, a man cad is when the batsman, not on strike, walks a little too far up the pitch and the bowler, while mid-delivery stops and whips off the bails. So now we're on to Sydney, the third and final chance for South Africa to save face on this tour. Josh Hazelwood has declared he's fit to return from a side strain, while Aussie selectors, as we spoke about yesterday, are being urged to pick a second spinner. The pitch, though, has come under fire with less than a week for curators to get it right. That criticism has come from Melbourne Renegade skipper Nick Maddinson after his side lost to the Sixers in a BBL match at the SCG. Yeah, pitch like that, I don't know what you mean, because it's pretty to be honest. I thought it was probably one of the worst T20 wickets I've seen for a while. Um, and it's been a little bit like that all competition. We've had some pretty tricky wickets, yeah. Was it variable bounce, a bit too pace? What was, what was the Everything, history? yeah, yeah, a bit of everything. Yeah, feedback. Well, I think even in, in their innings, it looked pretty tough, apart from Philippi, who went after our spinners. It looked quite challenging against the seam bowlers. It's a worn wicket. It was a few cross cracks and a bit patchy and just made for some variable bounce and a bit of two pace. And when you got guys that can bowl 140 and, and great change-ups and have great skill, it makes it pretty challenging. Well, maybe Maddinson needs to look at his batting lineup and not the pitchers. It's always someone else's fault. That's the second match in a row. The Gades have had seven batters score in single digits. 
Novak Djokovic has a passionate group of hardcore Nole fans who support his every move. But he also has plenty who don't like him so much, especially given all the drama surrounding his deportation a year ago and his refusal to get a COVID vax. Former top-line tennis coach Roger Rashid is predicting the nine-time Oz Open champion will be warmly received by all. Absolutely. I, I, we all got to welcome uh, someone like Novak back into the country. I, I'm sure the crowds, you know, we have, we have a really educated Australian sporting public. I think everybody wants the best players in the world there in the field and, and that's what we're going to get. And, and as I said, I, I think everyone's very grateful that Novak's uh, back in the country. He's going to start the year in Australia and add a major at the, uh, well, here in Adelaide first, which is really exciting, but also at the Australian Open. Standing in Novak's way of a 10th Oz Open title is the defending champ Rafael Nadal and the secret weapon for Rafa going back to back could be a nanny. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. No, not that nanny. Rafa and his wife Maria will have their two-month-old son Rafael with them this summer. He's become a good luck charm for the 22-time Grand Slam champ and the couple reportedly have a nanny with them for help. And then Mo Wagner throws into the Pistons bench. And they surround him. He's down low, down underneath everybody. Wild scenes in Detroit as the Pistons squared off with the Orlando Magic in the NBA. Magic emerging star Mo Wagner gave Detroit's Killian Hayes a nudge on the shoulder as they travelled at full speed for a loose ball, sending his opponent flying into the Pistons bench. And while that was an ejection-worthy act, what happened after that was just plain scary. Wagner was shoved by Hamadou Diallo before Hayes appeared to strike the German in the back of the head and he fell limply into the Pistons bench. The trio were ejected, and the court announcer repeatedly pleaded for fans to remain in their seats. It brought back bad memories from one of the ugliest nights in NBA history. Now Artest has jumped over the scorer's table and is trying to get down to the bench. Artest is in the stands. Oh, this is awful. Fans are getting involved. Steven Jackson's in the fans. In 2004, a fight between the Pistons and the Indiana Pacers became forever known as the malice at the palace after fans became involved in a wild, sprawling brawl. And that's your fast, fun hit of sport for this morning. Catch you next week on The Scorecard. Listener.